Welcome to the CultureWise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace. Here we aim to discuss topics relating to how followers of Jesus can more effectively reach Latter-day Saints in their relational networks. My name is Daniel Schugert, and I am joined today by Ross Anderson and Jonah Naylor. Jonah comes from Corona in Southern California and attended an internship for three months in Utah with Utah Partnerships for Christ. And we're going to hear a little bit more about this internship. But first, Jonah, I just want to ask, how did you first discern a calling to, to come out to Utah for an internship? Well, Daniel, I've always been interested in missions ever since the Lord changed my heart and just gave me a heart to serve Him. So I wanted to serve Him. I thought about being a missionary in China, and I ended up in Utah instead. So um, you did a, just a, a great work in my heart, just led me one step at a time. I went on a mission trip through Utah Partnerships for Christ. And on that mission trip, I found out they had an internship as well. So usually the internships are a little shorter, maybe one month, maybe a few weeks. Um, but by the grace of God, I did a three-month internship. Mm-hmm. And my family lives in California, um, so it was nice. I got to see them a few times. It wasn't uh, up here the entire time. But, yeah, really the Lord just led me up here, and it was it was an amazing experience. Yeah. yeah, and I know you have some connection with Utah and with Mormonism. Could you share some of that? So my grandma was raised a Mormon. She was born up here in Utah, and a lot of my family lineage goes back to the settlers and the pioneers who came from Illinois to Utah. So I I believe I have family members on both the Martin Handcart Company and the Willie Handcart Company. Mm -hmm. And some of my family on the Martin Handcart Company, when they came over from Illinois, died on the journey. And the ground was so hard. It was during the winter. I don't remember the year. But it was the ground was so hard that they couldn't even bury their own children, yeah. the, the ones that died. So my family history goes way, way back to them. And my grandma was raised a devout Mormon. My great-grandfather was LDS. And he raised her to, to be devout. She went on a mission and raised all her eight kids as Mormon. And she came to a point in her life where the Lord transformed her life. She ended up writing two books on her journey called A Mormon's Unexpected Journey. And I read both of her books, and that played a huge part in myself understanding um, just the life of a Mormon and how catastrophic it is for them to come out of something like Mormonism because it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not simply something they believe, but something they live out and something that's a part of them. So it's truly amazing when the Lord transforms someone's life to come out of that. It's, it's only something he can do. But that played a huge part in, in my journey. And I read a few other books, just trying to understand, and of course talking with, with LDS people, including some of my family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you had already had some familiarity with the Utah culture and with Mormonism prior to coming out on the internship, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, so tell us about the internship. What, what did that entail for the three months that you were on it? Right. So Utah Partnerships for Christ does a few things. They do mission trip teams. 
So I got to hang out with high schoolers, junior hires, um, super fun. And they usually, usually come out for a week. So we had a few teams come out in which I got to help them, um, lead them in ministry, drive them places, buy them groceries, things like that. And, and during the times that the mission tri trip teams weren't there, I was doing other ministry things, going evangelizing, um, reading, studying, trying to make connections mm -hmm. with Mormon people, trying to, or LDS, um, and the stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know how impactful those mission teams can be. Actually, for myself, when I was living in Colorado as a high school student, some of my friends came on a mission trip to Utah with the same organization, actually. And when they had returned, it really just sparked a lot of interest in my mind and in my heart. And so even for me, that's part of my journey too, is, is those mission teams that you're talking about, you were helping leading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember <laughs> um, one of the teams that came from California, they, they just did an amazing job coming up here. They just went at it super bold down at Temple Square, um, talking to people, sharing their faith, just really excited, really zealous about sharing their faith with Mormons. And they were just such a fun group to hang out with, high schoolers. And they had some some fun traditions <laughs> that they that they did while they were here. They had a steak night hmm. where they were cooking steak at like midnight. <laughs> they had a fry night <laughs> where they were like frying random stuff at, huh. at like 2 a.m. or something. <laughs> so it, it was, there was fun. We had fun. Mm -hmm. and and just such an amazing experience you have these students that come out go home saying wow like, they learned so much and they get to experience so much just being here mm -hmm. it really is a whole different culture than what a lot of them are used to yeah you know that that's a great you mentioned that differences of the culture from just your average california more uh, L, uh christian kid who's suddenly immersed in utah and um but but you're from California and you have an LDS you know some LDS heritage and background, so I'd be interested in your reflections on uh, just how Utah what Utah culture is like how it's different how is it different from you know generic Christian culture that you've experienced but also how is it different from from LDS culture outside of Utah what mm -hmm. have you observed about mm -hmm. that Yeah well at the first experience driving up here to Utah. You notice all the wards everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Every corner you turn, there's a, yeah. a Mormon meeting house. And of course, the temples. Mm -hmm. And going to Temple Square and seeing the impressiveness of their buildings and their architecture. Yeah. And they want to do everything in excellence. Going to BYU, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. everything they do, they want to do it in excellence in the industry and all these things. So my first impression was was probably those things, seeing mm -hmm. those things and thinking, wow, they really do these things and wondering why they want to do all these things in excellence. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What drives that? What's the motive that drives that, um, that hard work diligence? And yeah, that's a great question. That's a kind of cultural analysis that we are encouraging people to do, to think through questions like that. What is it that drives, what are the cultural traits? And what, but more importantly, what drives those cultural traits? And then, and then what's the connection to the gospel? Where does the gospel speak to or apply to those cultural traits? That's kind of the, the, the um, kind of 
thinking and the kind of dialogue that we're trying to encourage. So I appreciate your observations about that. Absolutely. And also the, the spiritual aspect of it too, mm. played a huge part with me in, in conversations with Mormons and in going to certain places like the Temple Square. Yeah. A lot of Christians experience that. And that's not something I experienced in California. Mm-hmm. Really going to Temple Square, going to BYU especially. There's a, a, a darkness there. And, um, and really it just drives me to, to want to share the gospel and to yeah. love, love the Mormons. That, yeah. I think that's the, a good response to have yeah. in, in experiencing those things, mm-hmm. you know, driving us to be compassionate and loving for these people. Amen. Yeah. So how was the time conducted with some of these mission teams? So with the mission teams, they usually come on a Saturday. Sometimes that doesn't always work out, but they usually come on a Saturday, pick them up from the airport, uh, drive them to the Blue House in Ogden, which is where they stay usually. And the next morning, we try to go to a Christian church in the area, Mm -hmm. and then we go to a Mormon ward with them. And that the first time I did that, that was some totally new experience, something I've never experienced before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I encourage every Christian in Utah or anybody who has a friend who's LDS to attend a a ward. Mm. It's a great experience to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, and it totally was, especially after going to a Christian church. Right, yeah, that's interesting juxtaposition. That that makes a lot of sense for a way to spend their first Sunday in Utah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, to see the difference. And, of course, something I noticed, the Christian church, everyone's saying, amen, uh, it's just lively. It's, it's you know, um, joyful, joyous. And then going to the ward, it felt empty. Mm-hmm. So it really gives them that distinction. And, yeah. of course, they, they say they want to be reverent. Right. Right. So it's reverence. Right. But really, uh, I think we went, the first time I went was on a testimony Sunday. Okay. And people were sharing their testimonies up there. And I remember distinctly one um, young man who went up there sharing his testimony and sharing things about his life and his struggles and that he was striving to find peace mm-hmm. and and he hasn't gotten there yet mm. but but that's that's what it's all about is trying to find peace it's trying to reach for peace but knowing that it's it's virtually un- unattainable right because it's all about what we do um, how we strive to exaltation and and it really just burdened my heart for the for the young man and he was it almost drove him to tears yeah. how he's like I, I don't have this peace but i just know i need to keep trying mm-hmm. using words like that yeah 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 that's a really powerful experience certainly so how would you expose uh the lds culture and utah culture to each mission team when they were when they were coming mm-hmm. that's obviously one huge way is to to take them to an LDS ward uh, and, and experience sacrament meeting or experience fast and testimony. But h- mm-hmm. how else did you expose the culture to them? Of course, going to Temple Square was one of them. Going to BYU, going to these places, and because there's only so much we can tell them and that they can read yeah. and learn by doing those things. It's a whole other ballgame to go to these places, go to the Institute, at Weber State, that's another place. Mm-hmm. Or simply just having a conversation with, with an LDS person really teaches you a lot. I think personally so much more than you can learn by reading. 
It's by really getting into yeah. their mind and understanding um, how they think and, and what they say and those, those things like that. At the same time, though, reading and understanding and studying is, is extremely important because understanding what the LDS Church teaches and a lot of the things that, say, the missionaries are going about teaching these days. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I talked with two LDS missionaries, and, and I explained it to them. I said, okay, so is this consistent with your doctrine? And I explained to them the, the works and faith. So you need to have faith in Jesus, but Jesus only grants you salvation, immortality, but you need to strive to become worthy enough for exaltation in the celestial kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's a works-based gospel. And one of the missionaries said, yeah, that's consistent with what we believe. The other one said, no, it's, it's, it's all by faith in Jesus. Jesus saves us 100%. And I was like, that is not at all consistent with what your church teaches. Right. So understanding these things, I think, sometimes only come by, by studying. Mm-hmm. You'll come across some LDS people who are completely honest and understand what their church taught um, previously. And then there's other ones, especially what I've found is a lot of the younger ones today who are um, saying that we're saved 100 for, or that we have eternal life 100% by faith in Jesus. Right. That's really interesting, Jonah. And I've seen something similar too. I wonder, like, to some extent, when I hear those two missionaries, my first impulse is that the one who said faith only is a convert from some kind of generic Christian background. That may or may not be the case, but that's my first like, oh, I wonder if that kid was a convert in high school because his friends were Mormons and he had and he's and he's importing this foreign concept of Mormonism. But then there's also, you know, I mean, these young people, they go to maybe they went to seminary, which is LDS, you know, re- religious instruction for high school students. Um, and they may have they may have heard standard Mormonism, but they may have also just heard a lot of um, faith promoting stories and and if they have Christian if they're coming from outside of Utah and they have Christian friends they again they're they're importing some understandings that bleed in from other places and so um, you know we've observed over the years that Mormonism isn't really uh, it isn't really focused on ortho, on an orthodox uh, theology. There's no there's no statement of faith that says this is Mormonism that you have to sign to be a Mormon, but it's more focused on loyalty and um, and uh, faithfulness to the story and accepting you know the authority of the church and so forth. And you can believe a lot of different things in Mormonism um, as long as you don't lead anybody astray, so to speak. So so. It's not surprising that these young people have a variety of different kinds of views. What would be interesting is the conversation those two missionaries had when they got back into a private place, right? And say, <laughs> wait a minute, you know, hey, let's sort this out, you know. So my point is this is really good, Jonah, because um, one of the things we've learned is that I, I have to, I can study, and it is good to study. We do need to study, but but I'm going to run into lots and lots of Mormons who don't believe standard Mormonism. And um, so I have to be prepared that I don't really know what they believe until they tell me what they believe, right? So those conversations then are really important. Absolutely. 
anyway, we're going through the week of a we're going through the the week in the life of a of a mission team, and we keep getting sidetracked on interesting right. things. But <laughs> yeah, keep going. Right. So each mission tri- trip team really varies, but usually, if it's a Sunday, we'll do those two things: go to a Christian church and then go to a Mormon ward and see the difference, and hopefully get some conversations with some LDS people mm-hmm. at the Mormon ward. Try to make those connections. A, I think uh, uh, some of the best mission trip teams that we've had are the ones that try to make those connections that they can follow up with during the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. And and usually planning something in the afternoon on a Sunday, maybe inviting some of them to, to join them for that or on something else later during the week. We had one team where we met different people during the week. And on a Wednesday night, we had a huge... Um, dinner, wing night. We bought wings for them and played some music and just had conversations. It was amazing. The Lord moved in mighty ways. So that's huge, making those connections. And then a few things that we do throughout the week are going to Temple Square, usually splitting up the teams into different groups. We try to do kind of a scavenger hunt type thing Hmm. where they can go different places and try to do things on the scavenger hunt list, such as um, look at something in the museum, try to find the statue of Moroni in the museum, Mm. or go to the conference center and share your testimony with some LDS missionaries, or take the tour at the conference center, stuff like that. So, and then then we switch up the teams a little bit and they all get to go do different things. So it's a really, really neat experience, just provides kind of a fun way them to experience it and to kind of send them in there because it can be a little overwhelming at first you know where do you go what do you do at at the temple square so there's that also byu sometimes going to byu taking a tour there um talking with people students sharing the gospel on campus praying prayer walks are huge Mm -hmm. so doing those types of ministry type things and then coming back to the blue house talking about the experiences, trying to work through what's going through these students' minds as they're going to these different places, talking with these people, um, is is huge. Yeah, I'd love to hear just a, a story or a couple stories of some of the interactions that you had while on your internship. Whether that's an interaction you had with someone who was on the mission team coming out, or an interaction with um, some of the folks here in Utah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. One of the ones that automatically sticks out to me is a conversation I had with my friend David uh, with a Mormon bishop at the mm-hmm. Institute. And the Institute is um, a Mormon religious um, function, I guess, or organization on a college campus. Yeah. So yeah. they get a piece of the college campus, they build their buildings, and then the students go there and they earn um, credits college credits by taking religious courses. Right. It functions like an educational institution, but kind of also with kind of an LDS social center on the campus, right, where Mormon kids can hang out and do activities and stuff. But the focus is on these classes, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you've taken mission teams sit in on a class here and there, right? Mm-hmm. But tell us about the bishop. So, so this bishop, we start talking to him, and he... he kind of knows where we're coming from they know yeah. when we oh, go sure. there absolutely yeah they're like oh this is another mission trip team coming in you know <laughs> invading <laughs> but we we be respectful and and we just want to 
share with those people and understand. That's a big way to understand, sitting in on a class, what they teach people. So this bishop in particular, me and my friend start getting in a gospel conversation with him, and we go for maybe an hour just talking about the gospel, all these different things. And his main thing is trying to get us to agree with him and and kind of come together, say the, the Christian church needs to come together, Protestants and Mormons, LDS, need to come together and fight the evils of our society. Right, moral issues usually, yeah, right? Moral right. and political issues, yeah. Right, and he used the example of some people down in the Sandy area, I think, passing out CDs that they made, mm-hmm. um, explaining Mormonism and the lies of, of Mormonism, hmm. and they were putting them on doorsteps. Mm-hmm. And he said, why, why would you want to do that? They could use all those resources to, to fight poverty and drug addiction and, and suicide and all these things. And what we shared with him is that we, we believe they're the ones that need salvation. They're the ones that need Jesus. They're the ones in danger, not just those people mm-hmm. that are out on the street, the homeless and all these things, the LDS people, because if they don't understand the gospel... One one verse that I brought up was Second Corinthians eleven verses three and four. And if I can read it, it says, But I'm afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. So a different Jesus, different spirit, different gospel. And all three of those things are different in the LDS faith. So if we, if we really care about them, like this bishop, we, mm-hmm. like we care about this bishop, we want to share with him that. We want to share with him that the gospel isn't man-centered. It isn't about us. It's about God, ultimately, at the core. So how did he respond to that when you said different Jesus, different... Did he take offense to that? Did he understand what you are trying to say? Or what was his... Like, I'm curious to see how he heard what you were trying to say. So his response was that he oftentimes... Because he's had a lot of experience talking to Christians. And this is the thing that a lot of Christians bring up to him. So his response was saying that oftentimes when he talks to Christians... They want to dig up all these little differences. And he just wants to focus on the similarities, which is a really common thing yeah, you hear yeah, these days. Yeah. Which, you know, years ago, um, from what I understand, it was completely different. They were fine being, being LDS. Right. Um, but now they're trying to assimilate into the, the Christian culture. and um, So that was his, his response. And we responded to that by saying, well, we don't think these are small differences. These are, are huge. These are core doctrinal differences. It's a different gospel, a different Jesus, a different spirit, different God. Um, we believe that the scripture is inerrant um, among man, many other differences. Yeah, for sure. So we're not, not trying to dig up these little differences. We agree there might be some similarities. However, these differences are, are, are huge, changes the gospel, and, and therefore into a gospel that can't save. Right. That's good. Thanks for sharing that story. Any, any other stories come to mind of specific encounters you had that were powerful? Mm. So one 
one LDS young man that I got to meet during my internship. Um, we met him on a Sunday morning. Uh, so I got to lead a mission trip team while I was up here as part of my internship. And that was such a huge blessing. Yeah. It was mostly some of my family members that came up from California. I was expecting people from a, a previous mission trip that I went on to, to join me. Mm-hmm. But the Lord brought in a lot of my family members, including my, my grandmother, who was a, an LDS for 40 years. So she was like our, our secret weapon. <laughs> like we, would just, we would just bust her out. <laughs> like, but during that week, man, so many amazing doors opened. I mean, we were praying that the Lord would just move in mighty ways, that we would have amazing conversations. And we did make amazing connections. And on a Sunday morning at a ward, someone had a conversation with uh, a young man and invited him to come hiking with us. And he did. And I kept the relationship going with this young man over my internship. And we went on three or four hikes together and hung out. Uh, a few times over the course of the internship. And I think that's a, a really huge aspect of, mm-hmm. of ministering is building those relationships, um, giving them your time. Yeah, for sure. And, and being with them, just loving them. I want to spend, wanting to spend time with them, being a light to them in that way. And also sharing the gospel with them, mm-hmm. which I did a few times. And he didn't, of course he didn't receive it on the spot. He's like, well, he, he's on the younger side. So he's, I'm, I've just been told these things in my life and I'm just going to keep believing them is kind of the response. He hasn't been on a mission, doesn't have a, a testimony yet, which makes it all the more amazing that the Lord put him in, in my life yeah. and other people's lives. Yeah. Cause he, I believe he's in kind of a, a vulnerable spot. Yeah. Yeah. More open maybe in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great, that's a great illustration. Now I'm curious though, Joan, like in, your interaction with the, kids from other places who come from a Christian background, they're on a mission trip, so they're part of a church or whatever. Um, what are some ways that you saw maybe lights go on in the, in the hearts and minds of some of the adults and young people who came on a mission trip mm. in terms of like, oh, now they, they get it, or now they, their motivation has changed, or their understanding, or whatever? Right. So that, that makes me think of another story. That I, I could tell really quick to kind of answer that question. One of the mission trip teams that we had that, that came up spent a day with us. They weren't there for a whole week, but we took them to Temple Square and we brought them back to the Blue House and did a panel with seven LDS missionaries. Okay. And this was a group mm-hmm. of, of junior hires. Oh my. So we brought in the missionaries <laughs> and they got to ask them questions. And the missionaries, of course, shared their version of the gospel and and said to the students do you think we're christian and the students were no no um they felt i think they felt a little awkward answering that question <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the missionary said well we we believe in jesus what do you what is a christian someone who believes in jesus right someone who follows christ and they didn't really go deeper than that yeah which is what i believe they share with a lot of people yeah for sure so as the, the time led on with the missionaries, one of the leaders in the group started asking the missionaries a question, and, and then she started crying as she was asking the question. And she was asking how, I think, how they believe they need to be saved if they're, they believe in works for, for eternal life. 
and and then she started crying and i could see it on the missionaries faces they 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 don't understand why she's crying but it was such a powerful moment because the the leader is just cares about them so much and understands what kind of situation they're in by believing in this by believing in a workspace gospel and it's heartbreaking yeah truly yeah. to understand that that according to god's word there's no amount of good things that we can do right our righteousness is as filthy rags and the condemnation for sin is is hell there's nothing we can do about that it's all because of what jesus did on the cross and once you realize that and realize that these people don't don't believe that if they're if they believe their church doctrine what their church doctrine teaches and what what it, what it says what the book of mormon says then it, it should lead to to heartbreak and burden yeah. burdened heart for these people yeah so i, I hope that answers your that's powerful question. yeah appreciate that yeah so i know that you're you're actually coming up on a trip to india soon and india is a is a culture very different from where we are here in the United States and in Utah. And so I'm curious how, how, or what sorts of lessons did you learn here that will help you then what in engaging with um, people of a, a different culture of a different religious system? What are some of those lessons you learned? Mm. So during my internship, something the Lord taught me was to live by faith. <laughs> And that's something he says in his word over and over again. Mm -hmm. But it's a really experience that to come up here and during the mission trip teams to have a plan and all that. But when the mission trip teams weren't there to trust the Lord and say, Lord, just take my day, whatever you want me to do today. You know, I'll make these plans, but the Lord establishes your steps. So I think that is such a big thing that I want to hold on to and absolutely take to India and say, you know, Lord, whatever you want me to do here in India, we have a plan, but I'm just going to go with, with what you want, where the spirit leads and walk by faith, not by sight. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a big one. Um, another one is, is just sharing the word, <laughs> you know, sharing, reading the word. It's something I've seen up here with LDS people is how the word transforms them. And really yeah. it's, it's the word of God. It's nothing I say. It's, it's God's word. So getting people in God's word, Bible studies, one-on-one um, -on -one time spent with them, reading scripture with them, uh, that's something that, that goes across any culture and any, any person, any people group, whether it's India or here in Utah or California. Mm -hmm. It's the word of God that transforms lives. Mm -hmm. Amen. What, what recommendations might you give to someone who is considering taking a mission trip out to Utah or is is considering engaging with a friend or coworker that's a Latter-day Saint? Mm -hmm. I would say have that, that compassionate heart for them and mm -hmm. and approach them with, with love, just caring about them and, and about what they believe and where they're coming from and, and understanding them but sharing the truth in love. So not being afraid to, to share the truth, what the Bible says, and, and trusting that the Lord will, will use that. Mm -hmm. Great. And I know you've been working on a website. Is that, is that something you'd like to share with listeners? Yeah. So the website I've been working on, it's called lightoftruthministries.com. And it's a really simple website. It shares the gospel. And there's a, a section talking about 
things about the LDS. So message for the LDS people who stumble upon the website. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a simple way for people on the internet or anywhere to, to find the gospel and to find things that might help them um, come to the truth. Yeah. I'm hoping to maybe start a blog or something along those mm-hmm. lines to write things on different topics pertaining to, to Latter-day Saints and maybe other, other religions too. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And maybe even a, a discussion board if people want to have discussions with LDS people on there. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds really good. And we'll put the um, in the program notes for this episode. We'll put the reference to that. We'll put the reference to Utah Partnerships for Christ in case any of our listeners are interested in organizing a mission trip to Utah. The UPFC really does. That's what they do best, and they really are good at that. And um, also, if our, any of our listeners are interested in the internship. That, that they offer, and at Utah Advanced Ministries, which is our culture-wise podcast, that's our parent ministry. We also offer an internship program. We'll put all the all that in the program notes for people who might want to consider a next step in any of those directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you if a, if a listener is familiar with a person who is interested in an internship, even if uh, you are not specifically, then feel free to pass this along. Um, Utah is a place where uh, we're always welcoming. Uh, those who God is leading to come out for short term or longer term. Well, Jonah, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate hearing your experiences. I think it's powerful um, to listen to the stories that you shared. I'm so grateful for that. And I look forward to hearing what's what's more, uh, what, what's ahead for you. Again, this is the Culture Wise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and 